Hello everyone, this is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So on today's episode of the podcast, I'm excited to be interviewing Jasmine Waller. And Jasmine is sharing with us how she's budgeting and still saving money despite the pandemic. And I think this episode is something that will be very helpful and motivational to those of you who are listening and worried about your finances in this season. So today's episode is sponsored by Smarty Pig. All opinions are 100% my own. Smarty Pig is a free online piggy bank for people saving for financial goals like holiday gifts, vacations, and even retirement. When you open a Smarty Pig account, there are no fees. This means there are no fees to join, no fees to save, and no fees to withdraw your money. In fact, you actually earn money when you save with Smarty Pig's high-yield online savings accounts. The smartest way to purchase things is with the money you already have. Smarty Pig helps you replace the buy now, pay later approach with a save, then spend mentality. Smarty Pig online savings accounts are offered through Sally Mae Bank, member FDIC. So a bit more about Jasmine. Jasmine is a financial influencer, speaker, and CEO of Budget Treasures. Based on her experience, she has paid off over $20,000 of debt and has helped her clients become debt-free and increase their income by increasing their income streams. She is self-educated on how to effectively manage finances and create processes and systems to experience true financial freedom. Her passion is to help single moms on their financial journeys with encouragement, knowledge, systems, and reassurance that they too can experience peace and freedom in their finances. So on this episode with Jasmine, we talked about the moment that compelled her to want to pay off her debt and pursue debt freedom. We talked about how the pandemic has affected her budget and how it has affected her ability to pursue her financial goals. She also talks about how she's spending money and budgeting her money differently right now. In addition, one of the things that Jasmine has been successfully able to do this season is save more money, and she shares exactly what she's been doing to do that and so much more. So this was a really great conversation, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy listening to it. But before we get into the episode, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do. You can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you are new to the Clever Girls Know podcast, welcome. I am excited to have you here. And if you are loving what you listen to as you listen to this podcast, please head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Your reviews help to amplify this podcast so that other amazing women just like you can find it as well. Also, be sure to stop by clevergirlfinance.com, our website. We are updating the content on the blog multiple times a week with great topics on personal finance and wellness. And while you are there, be sure to check out our free courses. So all 30 plus courses on Clever Girl Finance are free. And when you sign up for a course, you can also schedule a free call with one of our Clever Girl Finance mentors. And our mentors are there to encourage and motivate you as you work on your financial goals. And they're also there if you just want to talk and have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. You can also check out our YouTube channel. Our channel name is Clever Girl Finance and there are new videos every single week. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into this episode with Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. Hi, Bola. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here and I am happy to have you on and have you sharing how you are budgeting and saving money despite 
all of the craziness that's going on right now with the pandemic and everything else. And so I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Um, so my name is Jasmine. I am the CEO or face behind Budget Treasures. And um, basically I talk to um, women, mainly single mothers, um, and kind of encourage them on their uh, finance journey, just with um, learning the basics of budgeting. Um, I know that a lot of people, um, when you talk about finances, uh, they talk about investing and um, saving and all those kind of things. But I think sometimes we can't get there because we don't understand the basics and even um, understand that we are able to be successful in our budgets and in our finance um, from the very beginning. So I work with a lot of single mothers. That was my story. Um, I didn't believe that I'd be able to save a thousand dollars. Once I had heard, like, I think someone had asked me, can you save a thousand dollars? And I was like, oh no, no. Like I'm a single mom. I don't receive any child support. That's not anything I can do. Um, until, you know, enough became enough. And I was tired of being behind on my bills. I was tired of robbing Peter to pay Paul. I was tired of not having money during important times. And I decided to make a change. So I educated myself on just the basics of budgeting. Um, I learned how to budget. I learned how to save money. And I was able to save my first $1,000 like very quickly. And I was just so proud of myself. And so I just want to be an encouragement to other single moms um, just to let them know that you too can do it just with great focus and changing your mindset about your relationship with money. And that is so amazing, Yasmin, the fact that you went from not thinking that you could even save $1,000 to now to getting yourself on your feet. And now, you know, have, you have created a platform where you're supporting other women who were, who are thinking just like you were back then. I think that's so amazing. And I connected with you over Instagram because I, I saw a lot of your posts on, you know, working on your budget and achieving different savings goals and different challenges you're doing with your community to save more money. And so I'd love for you to share um, what some of your savings goals are and what some of your either like first major saving success or debt payoff success you had that really empowered you to want to keep moving forward on your journey? Absolutely. So my very first huge savings accomplishment, or not savings, but debt payoff accomplishment that I made um, was two years ago when I paid off over $6,000 worth of debt within three months. And I was just amazed. I was like, oh my goodness, like, what? Like I did this and, and I wasn't, um, tracking it per se until I had reached three months and I looked back and I said, wow, I just can't believe how much money I was spending elsewhere. And, um, so that was like definitely an aha moment. And I was so encouraged. Um, I encouraged myself to just keep going. And then the next savings goal, I saved a thousand dollars. And um, I was just just so excited that I was able to do that. Um, and then so my first year, my goal was to save $6,000. And I was able to save that money. Um, and then this year, my goal is to save $11,000 by the end of the year. Um, but I will, I'm already about 80% 
to that goal. Um, so I probably will wow. be with the next <laughs> couple of months. Yes. <laughs> That's so amazing. And, you know, I just want to pause and really highlight the fact that you came, you had to go through a full mindset shift. And I think it's really important to highlight and re-highlight that because a lot of people find themselves in situations where they feel like, okay, I'm hearing all these things about budgeting, about paying off debt, about saving, about increasing my income, about doing all these different things. But I just have so much going on. I don't have the extra support I need. I'm not getting to child support. I don't have anybody to watch my kids. I don't have this, this, this. And I feel like sometimes they allow all those reasons without actually making any effort to see if they can do something differently, they allow all those reasons to prevent them from just getting started, right? Just making, like, to start, you set the intention. And when you set the intention, you decide, okay, you know, maybe I can get a part-time job. Maybe I can ask a friend to watch my child. Maybe I can look at my spending and cut back. Maybe I can find a higher paying job. Maybe I can update my resume. There's all these different things, depending on your circumstances, that everybody can find one thing that they can try to do differently or try to do new once they set the intention to want to do better with their money. Yes. Yes. And I, and I work with a lot of my um, clients on being able to see the big picture. Um, I have to, in the beginning, like our very first meeting, um, I talked to them about finding their why, um, which that was something that I had to do initially um, I had to make, I had to think and figure out why do I want to be better in my finances? So I do have a daughter, I have one child. And, um, for me, I was like, well, she's going to be 18 soon. She's going to be an adult and I want to be able to help her in life. I remember as a young adult, I made so many financial, bad financial decisions and my mother had to bail me out. Um, I also had a friend, I'd never forget this. We were about 18, 19 years old. And um, she she was angry with her mother. And, you know, I asked her, I said, hey, why, you know, why are you so upset with her? And she's like, well, because if I ever need her, if I, if, if, you know, if I ever need money from her or anything, she can't help me. And that, that statement stuck with me forever. And so I thought to myself, if my daughter you know, let's say prayerfully, because I'm teaching her to be um, to to be financially responsible. But let's just, you know, things happen. And let's say she comes to me and says, hey, mom, I need $2,000 to take care of, you know, this school uh, expense. I don't, the last thing I want to do is say, I don't have the money, you know, and mm. from that was my in- encouragement to just you know, sky's the limit, do whatever you have to do. Um, like you said, sometimes we we stop ourselves because of our doubt. We can't see ourselves being debt-free. We can't see ourselves saving money because we have to stop some of those habits. And sometimes we don't want to break up with those habits and we have to see the bigger picture and make a couple of small wins in the beginning, which will help us to continue um, moving forward. That's so true. And, you know, sometimes it's just, it's plain uncomfortable. It's doesn't, it doesn't feel good. It just, you know, there's nothing good about (laughs) having to face paying off debt because the money is spent, the money is gone and you have this debt and it just doesn't feel good. But I think, like you said, having that why is so, is so key, is so important. It's that motivator. It's that 
thing that will allow you to see like that little speck of a light at the end of that long, long, long tunnel. Mm -hmm. Um, But unless you set the intention and you, you get clear on your why you're never going to, you're not, you're going to miss the speck every time you look down the tunnel. You're never going to see that glimmer of light. So you have done so amazing. You should be, you should be proud. Thank you. 80% of your savings goal in, in the first five (laughs) months of the year. That's amazing. Now you have to challenge yourself and like double it. (laughs) I know. I know. I I looked at it the other day and I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, like, oh my goodness. But then it also, (laughs) like, I go back to that feeling once again. I'm like, what in the world were you spending your money on? <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> so of course, debt was one of them. Um, but just bad decisions, you know, and not being intentional. Now I'm very intentional with my money, um, with my budget. Um, there, there was a time within my um, journey that I did a relapse, if you will. <laughs> um, because when, when I first started on my journey, I kind of went cold turkey. Um, and I, as I was learning, um, I, I then went back into the cycle of buying things. And I think it was because I had a friend who um, was doing a lot of shopping and because my mind was not completely um, changed and I didn't have like a coach or anything like that, I kind of went back down that road again. But then I did have a couple of friends who were holding me accountable and they were like, hey, you know, what's going on? This is not you know, you were doing so well and now I see you shopping again and, you know, you always have, you know, new things like I, I, I need you to get back on track. And so I made the decision, um, you know, to get back on track. And then, you know, I, I thought that that was good for me to, to experience because sometimes you will have family members, you'll have friends, you'll, you know, have some outside influences that will kind of knock you off of your, your goal um, and so I think that also is difficult for people and, and we have to have those tools, um, that will help us to stay on track. And that's like joining Facebook groups, or if you have a coach, that's really good. Um, I tell the people that I coach, you know, if you, if you feel like you want to purchase something and it's outside of the budget, you know, go ahead and text me. And then that way I kind of keep them on track. I didn't have anyone to text. I didn't have anyone. I didn't have a Facebook group that I was a part of or anything like that. So I just had my best friend who I would talk to often. And she's like, oh, let's buy this and let's buy that. And, you know, so I think it's also important to make sure that you are around like-minded people in the beginning. Yeah. Um, try your best to. And, and like, if you don't have friends or family members, then like join that Facebook group, make sure you're following only people who encourage you on social media, um, those things will like keep you or I tell people, look at your budget every single day. Sometimes I would look at it all throughout the day because I just needed that constant reminder just to stay on track. That's so important. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm always reading finance books and people are always like, well, why are you reading another finance book? Isn't that what you do? And I'm like, yeah, but it's me keeping my mind on top of what I want to accomplish on top of the goals I have for myself, you know, because if what you want to achieve with your finances and in your life in general is not top of mind, then you kind of lose willpower over time because you're not maintaining that muscle. You kind of start to wane on your self-discipline because you're not maintaining that muscle. And then when other influences come in, like, hey girl, let's go shopping. Let's go book that trip. Hey girl, that dinner, you know, $100, that's going to be so cheap. 
those when those things happen, <laughs> it's easier for you to fall in, fall into those traps because and it's not tra- they're not traps, right? These are people who just want to hang out with their friend. They want to see you, mm-hmm. but it costs money. But it's easier for you to get sidetracked because your your goals are not top of mind. It's easier for you to say, yeah, I'll come to the $100 dinner as opposed to, you know, I'm on a budget. How about you guys come over to my house and we cook something because I have a ton of food in my pantry and you guys can bring stuff too. You know, when your goals are top of mind, with your especially with your finances, you're able to have those types of responses, right? So that you can still hang out with the people you care about. You can still have a great time, but you're not forgetting the things that you want to accomplish. So... Um, And that's, you know, that kind of leads me into the next question I have, which is, you know, we're in this pandemic now and I'm seeing a lot of people, first of all, there's a lot of stuff going on. So there is really, really high unemployment. There are shelter in place orders or like cautions about people who are going out and it's just not the same as it was before. Right. So a lot of people are stressed out because of the unemployment and even people who are employed, who still have their jobs. And even those who feel a sense of job security because of the companies that they work for, the industries that they work in, they're still feeling anxiety. And what I've been seeing is that a lot of people are channeling their anxiety into overspending, right? Whether they're spending Mm -hmm. on cash or whether they're spending on credit, there's just a lot of like, well, I'm stressed out. I'm just going to do this, get this self-care things to make myself feel better. Or I'm just going to, you know, buy these outfits so I can plan where I'm going to go after this is all over because I need something to look forward to. And they're kind of not saving as much as they should, or they're not focused on their budget as they were before. Or if they even had the intention of budgeting, they're just like, I don't know right now. I'm just so much going on. I'm stressed out. I can't really think about, you know, finances other than how am I going to pay my bills? And so I wanted to know from you, as a result of this pandemic, are you budgeting or spending differently right now than you would have been like, say in January or February of this year? Um, For the most part, I am um, budgeting the same. However, um, I'm definitely more focused on saving every single penny outside of um, my bills and my expenses. Um, I've been laid off before. And so when I was laid off about seven years ago, seven or eight, about seven years ago, um, I had not one penny saved. And I cried and I cried and I cried and I just couldn't believe um, that we were being laid off. And it was out of nowhere. So I didn't see it coming. I had no alarm sign. I had no warning or anything like that. So when I got the job that I'm at now, um, I told myself, well, I don't want to be in that in that same predicament again. However, it, it still took a while for me to get on track with my finances. So this year, um, I just said to myself, well, at least I have some kind of warning that there's a possibility that Mm -hmm. I could be laid off because of the things that we're going through. And I just took myself back to that feeling that um, there's no way that I would want to be left, especially with my daughter, depending on me, um, and just have no money saved, even though I, I have a savings. But I wanted to make sure that I have at least six to nine months of savings 
um, or as much as possible because it's not like before where I got laid off and the economy was doing okay and I can just up and get another job. Go for an interview. It's, it's yeah, a lot yeah. different now because a lot of places are laying off themselves. They're not hiring. Um, you know, you have some places that are hiring, but is it going to pay what I'm, what I'm making now? You know, so I thought about all of those things and I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm, if I get laid off, I can't promise that I can just go, you know, have an interview with an, uh, with another job and pay what I'm paid. So it's important that I save every single dime. And that's what I have been doing, um, is just saving everything I did. I, I had wrote down on my, um, my vision board this year, I said, okay, because my friends were like, you've been doing good. You can at least go on one trip with us. And I was like, okay, you know, this year we'll see. So I, I did say that I was going to cash flow um, a trip, but no longer am I <laughs> I'm not going on a trip anymore. I'm just hey, everybody's saving. plans have changed. <laughs> yeah. E- even, even if they did open up the world, I'm still not going no. on a trip. <laughs> I'm still not going. So I'm just taking this time to, um, you know, call all, I made a phone call to, you know, everyone that I owe my cable bill, my insurance bill, um, everyone. And I asked, Hey, where can I trim the fat? You know, can I save money? Um, and I did that as, as a, um, as an exercise. Um, I did look at my account, but I pretty much budget. I just made sure that now I also implemented sinking funds. That was another thing that I did. I didn't have sinking funds before. Um, I would just take it from my savings account, my main savings account, um, if I needed to take care of anything. But, you know, I, I wanted to be able to see where every dollar is going, literally. So I implemented sinking funds and then I have my major savings account. And in the event that something happened, I still have all of that money saved. Um, so what I share on Instagram is just a portion of what I have saved. And then I also have my savings challenges as well. Um, that's preparing me for different things that I have going on. So I'm just like a saving machine. And anytime I have to spend money, um, it has to be a really good reason. Um, I really analyze what I spend. Um, and if I feel as though it's not needed or necessary, um, then I don't buy it. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. This is the season to save your money, to expand your emergency savings. Um, if you're in the space where you are unfortunately unemployed right now, this is a season to still focus on budgeting and take advantage of working on yourself, setting goals. You may not have an income coming in, but you can set goals. You can set your intents. You can set your why. If you're having to leverage debt, you can plan how much you can, how much you are spending so you can minimize how much debt you are taking on. You can create a plan to pay off that debt as soon as you get back to work. You can start getting creative with what kind of jobs can I do, even though it's not in my, you know, this is this is, I'm used to working at this type of company and doing this type of job, but I need money right now. What kind of jobs can I do? What's in my house that I can get rid of? There are a lot of people out there that don't want to pay full price for certain things, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, for example, new moms, right? I may have my Mm -hmm. eye on a $300 stroller, but the economy is crazy. I don't know about job certainty. I'd rather find a pre-owned one on Facebook marketplace. You may have one in your garage, in your spare bedroom, and your kids are grown, right? You can put it out there to sell. It's just about getting creative. And, you know, I was a 
well, I was fairly new in my career in the 2008 recession. I remember my peers, you know, being terrified of getting laid off. And I remember that during that recession, I happened to be switching jobs. Um, and from the Friday where I gave in my notice to the Monday where I started at the new company, that Monday morning, all of my peers on my team got layoff letters. And if I was on that team, I would have gotten a layoff letter. And they were like, did you know this was going to happen? And so ever since then, I've just always been like mindful of, I need to have money put aside. And this is not to say that if you don't have money put aside, you know, well, too bad. That's not it. It's to start thinking, okay, now that I know how difficult things can be. Now that I know how scary things can be from job security, just there's so many emotions that people are feeling in this season, right? On top of the financial. Now that you've experienced all of that, you want to vow to yourself, okay, I'm going to make sure from now on, when I get that new job, if I'm still working, that come hell or high water, I'm putting money aside for emergencies, for my sinking fund, to put food on my table, to stay on top of my bills. Like I think it's so important for us to prioritize our financial wellness because it's one thing to be stressed about finances and then to be stressed about coronavirus and then to be stressed yeah. about unemployment. It's just so much to handle. And again, if you're in that space where you're like, okay, I don't have a job. Bola is saying save. Jasmine is saying save. You know, you may not have the job, but right now there are still actions you can take around setting the intention, around planning, setting your goals, around, you know, getting creative to make extra income, around, you know, creating your debt repayment plan so that once you get back to work, you can hit the ground running. Um, those things, they still count and they will still add value to your, to your ultimate financial wellness. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it when you said get creative. Um, that's also something that I'm doing as well. Um, I just, <laughs> my friends laugh at me, but I just discovered, um, uh, well, what's the app? OfferUp. And oh, so I've heard of that um, one, but I haven't tried it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to give away um, some items. I was trying to give away a bed and my daughter, um, she got new bedroom furniture and I just wanted to be a blessing to someone. Um, but everybody was like, no, I don't need it. I don't need it. And then someone said, hey, why don't you put it on offer up? So I said, OK, let me go ahead and try because I didn't want to just throw it away. Um, so I said, well, I can't gift it to anyone. So let me see. So I, I put a, a couple of things on offer up and, you know, I was just really excited when I made my first offer up sale. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And then I started looking like, what else can I sell? <laughs> So, yeah, we have to get creative. <laughs> we have to look at those things that we're not using anymore. I'm telling you, I shop my own garage to find out what I can sell. And I'm calling my mom because she has some things in there. I'm like, hey, you know, do you want these pianos? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell them. So let me know. But um, we have to get really creative. If we have any talents, um, we need to, you know, there's a lot of things that we can do. We can tutor people. And that's huge at this time um, mm-hmm. because we have a lot of students at home and yeah. um, parents need help you know I mean we're, we're trying to go back 20 years 30 years even like oh my goodness fifth grade uh, like I was in the fifth grade 30 years ago <laughs> <laughs> so we need tutors right now and um, you know every people have lost their jobs but I would even encourage people you know if you have lost your job still budget your um, 
your unemployment check. You know, you're getting an, an additional $600 every week. And, you know, my daughter, she was working um, in high school and, you know, she's getting unemployment. And so, you know, it's really an easy process. I know here in California, it's really easy. Um, but, you know, still budget your, your unemployment just because your unemployment that shouldn't, you're on unemployment, it should not take you away from your financial goals. Yep, exactly. Um, some people are being paid more on unemployment than they were just working, you know, every day. So I, I still tell people you need to budget whatever money you have coming in. You need to set a budget to it so that you don't end up, you know, looking like, oh my God, where did my money go? So, you know, selling, you know, just hustling, you know, what can you do? Everyone has a talent. Um, you just have to, you know, find the time and the energy and, you know, side hustle. Absolutely. And one of the things that you are doing that I saw you post in, on social media is that you've been doing a $5 challenge for a couple months now. And you actually shared that as a result of doing that challenge, you were able to save over $1,000. This was you just saving every random $5 that you had that you could spend on whatever. And so I'd love for you to just share like, you know, more about that. What what motivated you to want to start a $5 challenge and what has your process been like? Because I know that, you know, there's a lot of people who are listening who can definitely benefit from doing a $5 challenge. Because when you think about it, it's just $5, but for you, it has added up to over a thousand dollars in just a short amount of time. And that's amazing. Yes, absolutely. So um, last year, no, in the beginning of the year, I went to Costco and um, I was, you know, buying some things for the house. And then I think I had purchased some pizza, the really good pizza that they have. And um, I had, I think it was about $15. It was either $15 and $5 bills. And I was, I just, like right then I said, I'm going to start the $5 challenge. And then I put it on social media. And a lot of people were, you know, really like, oh, yeah, I want to join you. I want to join you. But I stay consistent. So basically, I use cash. I'm an all cash spender. And that's what helps me to be able, um, that's what helps me to stay um, within my budget. So every two weeks when I'm paid, I take money out of the bank um, and I spend it on groceries. I spend it um, if I have like an eating out budget. That was another thing that I stopped doing. I stopped eating out. Um, and I'll have to show share my process on how I did that. Um, but I would, um, any cash that I needed to spend, I'll, I'll pull it out of the bank. And so as I'm just spending money as I normally would, anytime I received a $5 bill, I would just take that $5 bill and put it to the side. And so I didn't count it, but every time I received a $5 bill, it didn't matter who gave it to me. Even if the bank gave it to me as I was pulling money out, I took that $5 bill, I put it to the side. If someone, you know, gave me money, I don't really let people borrow money, but if, you know, they were like, you know, here, I'm going to give you this money for whatever reason. If there was a $5 bill in it, I would take that $5 and I would save it. So it didn't matter who I got it from. I would always save that um, from any change from the store. I would save that. Um, and so it, it, it kind of became a little addicting <laughs> a little bit. And so um, there would be some times when I would even go to the store and I would say, hey, can you take this $20 bill and give me all fives? And then I would take, you know, the $5 and I would set it off to the side. And before you know it, within the first quarter, I'd saved over $5,000. I'm, I'm not five, I'm sorry, <laughs> over $1,000. 
And so, um, mm. of course, that continued, it motivated me to, to keep going. So that's how I do my $5 um, challenge. Yeah, those small amounts, they really do add up. I, I have one of those automated um, keep the change transfers with my bank account. And so every time I spend it rounds up to a dollar and it just puts it into um, a savings account. And if I don't look at that account for a while, right, I'll think, oh, well, it's only 25 cents here, 10 cents there, whatever. Mm-hmm. It actually adds up to, the, to a good chunk of money that I can use for something else, like put in my kid's investing account or whatever it might be. Like, yeah. you know, those small amounts, like, don't discredit the dollar or the 50 cent. And when you were in that space, when you were trying to get your finances together, you're trying to save money, you're trying to pay off debt, right? It's it's less about the amount and it's more about being mm-hmm. intentional with the action you take with what you have. You know, accumulating those $5 and taking that money and putting it towards debt or putting it towards saving, setting setting the intention that you're going to round up your change and transfer it to, service, to savings or have an automated service do it for you or have a cash jar like you do or a cash envelope, wherever you have it, whenever you have a spare dollar, you put the money in there. That's you building discipline. That's you being intentional. That's you taking action. And even though it's small, you're building up that habit so that when you get to the point where you're making more money. When you get that next tax refund or you get that next work bonus or you, you know, you start that side hustle or you declutter your house and you earn some extra income, that money doesn't just slip through your fingers. You've been intentional. And so when that money arrives, you're intentional with where it goes. And that's why we see so many people who have massive incomes and nothing to show for it because they never build up the habit or the discipline to be successful with their money when they had just a little bit of a little bit of money. Yes, yes, I love that you said small amounts. Um, it adds up because um, I was that person who thought, well, saving five dollars, you know, saving a dollar, saving change. What is that going to do? It's not going to add up to anything. And so I, I would hear it a lot. I would hear people saying, oh, I could save five dollars or. I just saved all of my dimes and I ended up having $700 at the end of the year. I would mm-hmm. save this. And so I just said, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to try it myself so that I, I can speak to it and, and really say, yeah, that is true. Small amounts do add up. And so I just, you know, I said, let me try it. And, and I did. And, and you're right. I save all of my coins as well. Oh, I could um, never walk by a coin on the street and not pick it up. <laughs> even they say, um, do you want the, I want my pennies. Yes, I yes, do. I give want it to me. <laughs> <laughs> it adds up, like you said. Because like, look at little kids, they think that money is massive. And so just find ways to get excited about saving small amounts and focus on the progress that you're making. And it'll add up quickly, just like you, you got those $5 to add up to over a thousand bucks, um, you know, outside of your regular budgeting and outside of your regular financial planning. Like this was a side thing that you did. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So do you have any mindset mantras or things that you are doing or telling yourself every day to stay motivated with your finances and keep your head in the right space, especially as we're all navigating different emotions and stresses and all kinds of things as we go through this crazy time in the world? Um, What are some things that you're doing to just stay focused on the goals you have for your life, for your finances, despite everything else that's going on? Yeah. Um, one, one thing that I, I 
had learned from from reading your book was um, affirmations. And um, once I had read that, I, it was kind of like an aha moment for me. And I, I began to do affirmations, um, just reminding myself that I am capable and I am able to um, save $1,000 for the year. Honestly, when I wrote it down, I, in inside, uh, I'm going to say, I didn't think I'd be able to do it because I'd never done it before. Um, but I, I said, you know, I'm still going to conquer my fears. I'm, I affirm that I am going to save this money. I'm going to be, um, disciplined in my finances. I, this is something that I can do. And so I would just say affirmations. Um, often another thing that I would do is look at my goals. Um, I couldn't just write it and put it away. I had to look at them often. I look, I look at my budget even still today. Um, I'm not as much because I'm a lot more disciplined now, but before I would carry my budget with me to work um, and I would just look at it. I would look at it every day, every day that I felt I love that. <laughs> um, a little defeated, maybe, um, or maybe I wasn't able to save as much money, this, you know, one particular paycheck. I would just have to continue to look at my goals and remind myself that it's possible. Um, I would also talk to, like I said, now, um, like as far as like my social media, I don't follow anyone really um, if, if they're not talking um, about finances. My mother, she's really good with finances. Um, but, uh, you know, we have this thing where I'm like, I don't remember you teaching me any of this stuff. <laughs> but um, I talk to her often. Um, she does a budget without budgeting. And so I have to find out what her, what her thing uh, is. She probably does like a reverse budget where as long as all of her bills are paid and all of her goals have money put towards them, right? Um, mm-hmm. She sounds like my mom, then everything else after that is hers to do what she wants. So she knows what bills she's paying every month. And then she also mm-hmm. probably has certain goals that she has putting money towards. And once that once that's done, you know, she fits everything else into what she has left over, like her groceries, like her shopping, mm-hmm. like hanging out with her friends. And once that money is gone, my mom is yeah. like, don't call me. <laughs> she tells yeah. her friends, don't, don't call my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, mother, I'm like, you don't, I, you do not write down a budget. And she's like, no, I don't need to. I'm like, well, how? <laughs> so, you know, you, I want to be able to, to, everyone's not like me because my brother, you know, he would tell me, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I can't write down a budget. And he's like, I'm technical. So I'm like, okay, you know, so I try to, you know, meet everyone, but, um, I just continue to, to talk about my, my goals. Um, I continue to look at them. I continue to look at my progress as well. Um, oftentimes I would just log into my savings account and just look at how far I've become. And then I would always, you know, I would say sometimes to myself, man, in three months, I'm going to have this amount saved. In six months, I'm going to have this amount saved. So I continue to just, you know, say those things to myself. And even when I feel like, um, well, I don't really feel too much anymore that, you know, I want to purchase certain things. But if there is something that I want to buy, I no longer just take the money and go buy it. I just save for it. I say, okay, so this item, I look it up. I say it costs this amount. So I'm going to go in and then I'm going to divide it by the amount of time I would like, you know, to take to save it. And then I just save that 
you know, per paycheck, or I would take my offer up money that I made on the side that doesn't have anything to do with my paycheck um, and take that money and save it. So um, I'm just constantly having my goals um, at the front of my mind. I check my bank accounts every day. Um, I, you know, I check them before I go to bed just so, you know, cause sometimes things might hit your account that you were just like, Hey, what is this? Um, and so I'm, I'm just always looking every single day. I pretty much know where my money is and my goals. I'm just like you. Listen, I wake up in the morning, I open my, my Bible app and then I check my bank account. <laughs> Look at my goals. <laughs> Yeah, you have to keep them right if there. Yep. If I'm super busy that day, when I get into bed, I open my Bible app and then I check my bank accounts. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, how it's happened to everyone. You know, everyone, you know, <laughs> my I just, it happened to my me money. last week. <laughs> yeah. It happened to me last week. I, I checked my account and I'm like, $26 for what? And it, it was the, my, I just bought a Toyota and the, the serum rate, uh, serum XM radio came on it and they automatically charged my account. And so I had to call them like, whoa, whoa, I didn't sign up for this. You guys told me it was going to be $2.99. And, you know, they always have something in the fine print. So I was able to get a refund. But those, those are the things that we need to do when we're checking our accounts. We'll be able to notice things that happen. Um, you know, right away and we can take care of it right away instead of just not checking at all. So that's really, really awesome, Jasmine. And I would love for you to share for anyone who's listening to this that is just looking for encouragement. They've heard your story. They can relate to what you're saying. You went from just not having any confidence about your ability to save to making really great progress with paying off debt and now saving and now helping other people. You completely shifted your mindset, you know, and you were doing this as a single mom with no support. So what encouragement would you share with anyone who's listening to this that's just trying to navigate, you know, getting through their own situation? Um, basically, you can do it. Um, I encourage you to just step out there on faith, um, you know, try it for three months and see how it works. I guarantee um, that you'll continue on. But just to know that um, as long as you're focused, as long as you're intentional, I mean, you understand your money, you understand where, um, you know, how you receive your money, you can do it. Um, I thought that I couldn't do it. And it took me, you know, a long time, but, you know, just be encouraged um, without any child support. Um, You may receive child support, but um, you can absolutely do it with great focus, um, great intentionality, and just knowing that, um, that you got this, you know, there's nothing that you cannot do as long as you put your mind to it, no matter what the circumstances are. I know that, you know, everybody's circumstance is different, um, but you can absolutely do it. I've seen homeless people come out of um, their situations and turn out um, really amazing. So just know that you have what it takes. Um, You've got this and um, you will see yourself being successful with great focus and just find your why, you know, find your why. And tap into that emotion and encourage yourself daily with affirmations um, and the bigger picture and you can get through it.
Thank you for sharing that. And before I let you go, I have to ask you, what is your Clever Girl superpower? It is discipline, I would say. Um, Discipline because it was something I did not have before. And I'm really proud of the discipline that I have now. I'm able to create systems for myself and strategies um, where I can remain disciplined and I'm no longer um, swayed or no longer uh, encouraged to go do things that are outside of my goals. And it's very easy for me to say no. It's very easy for me to say I'm not going to participate in that brunch. Well, thank goodness we don't have very many brunches now. But um, (laughs) it's very easy for me um, because I know what my goals are. And so I know that sometimes um, we don't stay on our our financial path because we lack discipline. And that is one of the number one um, reasons why people are unable to meet their their financial goals. And, And I think that's something that I've mastered. Um, and so I would say discipline. I love that. And finally, how can folks listening keep up with you, stay in touch with you? They can find me on Instagram at budget underscore treasures underscore. Um, they can also find me on YouTube um, as budget treasures and also at budgettreasures.com as well. My website. And I'll be sure to include those links in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Bola. Thank you so much for being here, Jasmine. I appreciate your time. Thank you. So I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this episode with Jasmine and you were motivated and inspired to work on your budgets and save more money despite what's going on in this season. If you have enjoyed listening to this episode and you are not yet a subscriber, please subscribe. You can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you have loved this episode, please head on over to iTunes to leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you on the next episode.